Last week's episode on the health and home reset got me thinking about all the different resets we need during the summer. Perhaps more than anything, one of the most neglected areas of our life is our spiritual walk. Today on Happier Music Teacher, The Spiritual Reset. Hi, and welcome to Happier Music Teacher. Are you a music teacher who has no time, no voice, and you kind of need to pee? I'm Beth Duhon. I'm a Christian, wife, mother, musician, and former stressed hot mess music teacher. I've been there. Join me every week as we work on easy micro actions so that you can be a happier music teacher. Today's verses are Psalm 23, 1 through 3. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. When I was writing my book, Happier Music Teacher, 50 Days to Being a Happier Music Teacher at Home and at School, one of the things that was a surprise even to me was how faith-forward the book was. Now, that's a term that I coined just to talk about how much my faith just naturally flowed into my writing and my speaking about self-care. In fact, I'm not mad about it. I don't think you can separate your spirit from your self-care, nor should you. Now, I will lay all my cards on the table. I am a born-again Christian. That is the lens that I'm talking about today. It is not to exclude anyone. It is not coming from a place of ugly. But I feel like if I water that down or if I make it about everything, it's about nothing. So this is what applies specifically to me during my summers for the spiritual reset. Now, if that's not your thing or that's not your flavor of Kool-Aid, keep listening. I think there's still some nuggets here for you, too. One of my favorite, only slightly blasphemous jokes is about the little boy in Sunday school class. And his teacher asked him, what small animal likes to scamper up trees and also bury nuts before the winter? And he scowled and he looked at her and he said, I want to say a squirrel, but I think the right answer is Jesus. I think if we look at religion as a bunch of shoulds and the Sunday school answer, we're just missing a level of richness and intimacy with God. And frankly, I think the devil uses it against us in every way. Like I said, might get a little preachy today. Didn't say I didn't warn you. The number one thing I like to think about is getting off your phone. Now, I know this is a modern way to blame every single evil on technology and social media and our phone. But let's be honest, our phone is not great for our soul. Our phone is not great for our human connection. I read an article the other day where he called his scroll bots instead of robots, and it stung a little bit because I so relate to that and not in a good way. Think about getting intentionally off your phone. Good things can happen for your soul when you're off your phone. I don't think you have to go back and revert to 50 years ago. I don't want to. It's so convenient. So many good things that happen with our phone. And even there are some things with connection with social media. But sometimes when you're always pinging from your phone and looking down and distracted, you miss the people that are right in front of you. You miss what God has for you for your phone. And if you're like me, it's not really urgent stuff. It's kind of lame things. I don't need to look at the weather that much. Who cares how many steps I had? We're all going to be okay. Um, The emails are really not fast and furious. I'm just looking for that little hit of adrenaline. See what it feels like to get off your phone for a period of time. It might be your Sunday thing. It might be a boundary you set on evenings with your family. I know I need it lately. One of the most refreshing times I've done with this lately was at the women's retreat for my church. And it was basically because I was forced to because there was not a good cell signal out there. 
It felt so good to power off when I pulled up that weekend and not turn it again until I left. I wanna encourage you to do some experiments like that on your own. So turn off your phone, friends. Number two, and this may not sound like something for a spiritual reset, but I certainly think it is, is time in nature. I am not a wilderness expert by any means, but I think any time in nature is nice. So maybe it's a breakfast outside on your back patio. My grandma did that when I was a kid. It was so sweet. I remember just clear as a bell, one of my best memories of her was her cooking waffles for me and my sister. I think my sister was there. It was so memorable for me. She had a waffle iron. We did not have a waffle iron. We ate outside sometimes, but never breakfast outside. Everything about it just felt indulgent and fun, and it's really one of my favorite childhood memories. So even if you're just eating a carb outside like a waffle, or maybe taking your morning walk, think about time in nature. And like I said, I mentioned this last week, Houston is hotter than the surface of the sun. You might have to think about how you can do this very early in the morning, very late in the evening. I just looked out my back windows and if I had not taken the time to open my blinds, I would not have noticed the most gorgeous sunset behind my house. I feel like when we're not intentional about it, we miss so much. I've even turned into one of these old ladies that genuinely loves to listen to the birds. I have the Merlin app for my phone. If you don't have it, I highly recommend it. It has been a treat to walk through my neighborhood and listen to the birds and then use the app to find out what bird matches the app. So nerdy, what can I say? I am a middle-aged horn player. I come by it honestly. Now, if you're more hardcore, you might plan some time by the water. You might plan on taking an extended hike with your family and physical things like that in nature. Recently, I started to enjoy riding my bike. Think about what's really gonna light you up about time in nature and make some time to do that this summer. Number three, and this is an obvious one for musicians, but I think we forget, is praise and worship music. I am much more likely to listen to a podcast on my phone. I'm much more likely to scroll social media on my phone. But I don't think about praise and worship music, which is crazy because I love it on Sunday mornings. It's literally the highlight of my week. I'm like, huh, you can actually do that on other days of the week too. And it's never been easier or cheaper to access it. I really encourage you to do some praise and worship music on your phone, whatever flavor that might look for you. The other thing that's kind of fun, I think, is nostalgic praise and worship music. My husband was playing some Michael W. Smith in the car the other day, and it just put me right back to that place in time where I listened to a lot of Michael W. Smith. You know, it doesn't have to be the most current hit on Christian radio, contemporary Christian radio, to have validity. You might really find the most depth and worship in an old hymn. Hook it up. You might think it's really fun to go back 90s and do some Point of Grace. Although for my money, right this minute, there is nothing that touches C.C. Winans singing Goodness of God. Number four, every once in a while, my cheapness pays off. A few years ago at Lifeway Christian Stores, back when they had physical stores, on the bargain bin, there was a book by Becky Tirabassi called Change Your Life. Now, first off, kudos to Becky for the best title in the world. And literally that book did just as it promised. It changed my life. In fact, I'm gonna to link to it in the show notes if you can find it. Two of the things that were major in the book in her morning routine, which she encourages us to adopt, was forgive and ask forgiveness. I am willing to bet that after a full school year, there are people that you need to ask forgiveness and there are people that you need to forgive. I've touched on this in a prior episode. It is a continual cycle. You are never done needing forgiveness you are never done having to forgive others. So just make a habit in your daily routine of taking the time. I am not there. I am definitely not a finished product, 
there are people in my life where we're not square yet and I need to keep working on it, but I really encourage you, nothing feels better than working through this. It's humbling and messy, but really good. I'm thinking mostly about time now as I speak about giving, number five. But I think during the school year, it is so hard because we're so tapped out to give the way that we'd like to give. There's definitely no leisurely giving. And sometimes all our resources are so strapped that we just feel like we almost can't. Now, that's a scarcity mindset. I know that's not true. But one of the things I really enjoy about the expansiveness of summer is I feel like I can give easier. Maybe this is a time when people need meals from your church and you can step up and volunteer because it's summer and you have a little extra bandwidth. Maybe it is you giving your time by volunteering at a camp or VBS when you normally can't, being on your church's praise team. Think in terms of it's okay to have seasons, peaks and valleys, and summer can be a great one to just enjoy giving when you normally don't have enough to do it. I know a lot of times when it's time for signups during the school year, I'm really literally thinking kind of selfishly, all right, what is the least time and money investment I can get away with? Can I send in the paper plates? Can I send in the plasticware and the napkins? And that's okay. And sometimes that's self-care and self-preservation. And sometimes it's a little selfish. So if you feel like you want to bring a little balance to your world, think about being a little more giving-centric during this summer. Number six in our list of spiritual resets is time in the Word. My husband and I have been really fortunate in this season to be part of a community group. And this spring, we've studied Christy McClellan's video study called Gospel on the Ground. One of the things I loved about her teaching is she referred to time in the Word, time in the Bible, as feasting. And I love that mindset. During the school year, though, I think a lot of us don't have our mind in the frame of feasting on God's Word. I think we're just gobbling, and we're hoping to get a little bit down to get us through the day and be okay, and maybe grab a little bit more during church, and it's just frantic. And we gobble it as fast as we gobble our school lunch, which you know that's not pretty. Take the time during the summer to just revel, indulge, relax a little bit. One of my favorite things lately is to look up words that I don't know. There are a lot of words I don't know. This is not good. But take the time, slow down, the way that I like to do it, and there's no wrong or right way with this. I try to do it first thing in the morning, or if not, as soon as possible as I can in the morning. I know if the day gets away from me, it's not going to happen. Then at that point, I have it emailed to me. It's a daily Bible reading, and this year I'm reading it chronologically, which has been amazing, really fascinating stuff. When I come across the words that I don't understand, which, as we established, is all the time, or even words that I think I understand, I look up. It feels really good not to rush and dig a little bit deeper. Now, I make no bones about it. That is not Bible scholarship. That is just basic reading 101. But it's so nice to not have to rush through my word and take my time with it. Number seven, dream with God for the next season. Like I said, another thing about the school year with the bandwidth, we don't have it. So we don't even think about dreaming. We don't even hope about dreaming. We just, we're survival and scarcity and stress. And the summer just lets us exhale. And when you dream with God, there are a lot of ways you can do this. So obviously during your prayer time, it can be on your walk, as we talked about before, the time in nature. It can be some journaling where you're really just sitting and reflecting about what God has for you the next upcoming season. One of the exercises I like best, and this is embarrassing, but I have not done it, and it's June, is Christy Wright encourages you to write a letter to the Lord at the beginning of each new year. I'm going to have to say like, hello, Lord, it's uh, the mid-year, so let's write a letter. I think that the dreaming with God for the next season is so good because otherwise you're just going to stay very surface level. Take the time to dig in and not what you think you should want, but really what you do want 
And those desires come from God almost always. Dig a little bit deeper, spend some time, and search and pray and ask the Lord what He would have for you in the next season. Some of it may surprise you. I was the most surprised person ever that I wrote a book and had a podcast, but that's how God works sometimes. You know I'm a two birds with one stone type of person. Number eight is walk and pray. Outside, for my money, I don't think you can get much better for that. You're getting the benefits of being outside and the relaxation, enjoying God's beauty. You're getting the quiet to talk to Him without anyone else around you. And you're getting the physical activity of walking. I think all this together is just restorative and healing, and we don't get enough of it. If you do one thing this summer, take a walk and pray. Number nine, you knew it was coming. I've waited a whole episode without saying it. Rest. I think rest is holy, and that is not an original thought. I wish I knew who to credit for it, but take the time to rest. God never says worry about it. Most of the time, he doesn't say strive for it. I think he does honor hard work, and there's also seasons. The world is set up with seasons. Our school year is set up with seasons. There are times of peaks and valleys and harvesting and planning. Live in the season. The Bible on rest is fascinating to me. I could talk about this and think about it all day. I, for one, actually think rest is a command. And if you want to go down an interesting rabbit trail, look up the year of Jubilee. God is all about rest. So to sum up the episode, here are nine ways you might choose to have a spiritual reset this summer. Number one, be intentional with your phone. Don't be a scroll bot. Number two, take some time in nature, whatever that looks like for you. Number three, Listen to, sing to, make some praise and worship music. Number four, forgive and ask forgiveness. Five, give, whatever that looks like for you. Number six, time in the word, and you don't have to horrify your family by how fast you gobble. Number seven, take some time to dream with God for the next season, and that doesn't happen without time. Number eight, multitask by walking and praying. And number nine, rest, holy rest. Today's Mindset Minute focuses on the acronym OHIO, only handle it once. Teachers and acronyms, am I right? If I ever give you the impression from this podcast that I have it together, I've done it wrong. And one of the areas I really struggle with is only handling things one time, particularly with paperwork, flagged emails. I will not tell you how many flagged emails I have. It's plum embarrassing. When I open a newsletter, like my son's newsletter or your school weekly newsletter for the staff, I really tend to handle it way more times than I need to, and it's a big time and energy suck. Instead, think in terms of open it when you have the time and energy to handle it appropriately. And if you can, make the notes you need to do, do the action steps you need to do, and get out of there. Only handle it once. Today's People Podcast and Promotion Spotlight actually shines on a product from F-Flat Books, a new release by my friends Danielle Larrick and Jessica Grant. The title is called Two Teacher Perspectives on Health and Wellness. Now, I think they're rock stars because this is not their first release with F-Flat Books like mine was. Um, it's actually they've had multiple releases with this company and continue to keep on cranking out great content. I would love to focus on both of them individually. I will do that in another episode. But for right now, I'd like to shine the focus on their book. Two Perspectives on Health and Wellness, here's a description. This book was written to share Danielle and Jessica's thoughts and experiences inside and outside of the classroom. 
They tell their stories and share ideas so you know you're not alone, to encourage you to find ways to take care of yourself, and to give two perspectives on navigating health and wellness as teachers. I love it when I meet people in the same space. I love it when I meet like-minded people in the same space. And with Danielle and Jessica, there is not a lick of competition feeling. It is just sheer joy and encouragement and fun. When I say they're delight, I mean they are delight. We must have laughed our way all the way through Dallas that weekend. I really encourage you to check this out. I bought my copy today. Two Teachers Perspectives on Health and Wellness from F-Flat Books. Want more self-care for the music educator? Check out my book, Happier Music Teacher, 50 Days to Being a Happier Music Teacher at Home and at School, available on F-Flat Books. Thank you for listening to the Happier Music Teacher. Don't forget to leave a review and subscribe and tell a friend.